Friday, October 7th, 2016 here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. And the moment that we've all been waiting for is finally here as Tom Brady's return to the football field and to the helm of the New England Patriots. We'll be going over what to expect from him this season as well as what to expect from his performance against the Cleveland Browns this weekend. We also welcome in Boston Globe beat writer for the Pats, Jim McBride, who'll be giving us some some of his news and notes as the Patriots look to reclaim their winning form after dropping last week to Buffalo. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Thanks, Larry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Patriots Beat. I am your host, Harris Rubenstein. This is episode number 142, powered by CLNS Radio. Go find us at clnsradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at CLNS Radio and at Facebook at facebook.com slash CLNS fans. I am so happy to be the one to get to welcome everybody back into the the arms of the greatest quarterback in NFL history, in my opinion at least. Tom Brady has finally returned to the football field for the New England Patriots. Big time stuff. I mean, you, you know, you've seen some of the some of the clips of him practicing. He looks sharp. He looks ready. We've seen all these quotes coming out from you know fellow uh, NFL assistant coaches and whatever that everyone is scared crapless over what is going to happen when Tom Brady returns to the football field. Week five against the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. It is going to be one heck of a game. We'll get into the uh, the Cleveland Browns preview in a little bit, but first let's um, let's go over this game against the Buffalo Bills because I think it needs a little talking about. I think it needs to get a little context put behind it. So I said I, I want to say I said this in the beginning of the year. Don't hold me to this, but I remember saying that out of the games that the Patriots were going to play, they probably play one really bad game. One really good game, one game where the offense is really good, and one game where the defense is really good. And that's exactly what happened. They just didn't really happen to the games I expected it to. You know, the the, the defense played um, incredibly against Arizona. The offense played great against Miami. They had an incredible game all around against the Texans. And then they played one really bad game against the Bills. That's about what you can expect from a team without Tom Brady and Rob Ninkovich is to have those kind of results spread out over four games. But hey, if you're a Patriots fan and you're looking at this roster, you have to be very, very pleased that without Tom Brady, he was able to go 3-1, and one, take down two very good football teams. But let's not go put this past, guys. This this loss to Buffalo, you know, it's, it's easy to look at these four games in a big vacuum and determine which ones are more important than the others, what matters more, this, that, and blah, blah, blah. But um, the only issue is, is that that's still a bad game to lose. Because not only are you losing a game at home, you're losing a division game at home. So... You know, all of a sudden, it allows the Bill. The, the, if they win this game, the Bill—they're up three games in the division. Basically, the the Bills are basically out 
of this NFL season, along with the Dolphins, and you know we'll see what happens with the Jets in the next couple weeks. But the bill, you kill the Bills this week if you beat them. But instead, you know, Pats let them dominate the first quarter. They never got into a rhythm offensively. This game really showed kind of the weaknesses that Jacoby Brissett has as a starting NFL quarterback, which we all knew was going to happen because he's very, very raw and needs a lot of work. But, you know, I'm kind of upset we didn't get to see Jimmy Garoppolo for more than a game and a half. I thought it would have been a lot of fun to see him play four full games and really just take the NFL by storm. I think he was on his way after that second game to really just, you know, making a huge name for himself. But now, you know, the question is, you know, was it a fluke? Was it real? Was he just playing well? So, you know, six quarters of football, he played well. But we'll see uh, how that continues throughout. But, you know, the, the, this game against Buffalo, you know, don't put too much stock in it in the way of performance for the rest of the season. Uh, just because, you know, th- this team is going to improve a lot over the next couple of weeks with Tom Brady and Rob Ninkovich returning. So, you know, you also have to remember, you're also basically adding Rob Gronkowski to a week four roster. You're re adding Julian Edelman, who's been kind of a no show the first four weeks because the, the offense just doesn't run through him when Tom Brady isn't uh isn't the quarterback. So, you know, you get you just reactivate all these weapons. Deion Lewis comes back in two weeks. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt's still running the ball well. Jonathan Cooper's coming back this week. So this 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 week five will really be the first time we see this Patriots team fully healthy on the football field doing what they can do with the amount of talent that this football team has. So if you're a Patriots fan have no fear. It should be a pretty promising Sunday for uh, for all Patriots fans out there. But hey, if you're a football fan in general and you don't even like the Patriots, just go watch this game. Just watch the game. It you know th- this is going to be an insane sporting event to watch for any any sports fan, no matter how big or small. Everyone on Sunday should be in front of their TVs watching Tom Brady return to form against the Cleveland Browns. Every single person should do it. Every single person, just because it's going to be so crazy fun. So let's get let's get into what we should expect from Tom Brady this year. So Tom Brady this year, going into his week thirty nine or week thirty nine, age thirty nine season. You know, age thirty nine seasons have usually not gone very well for most NFL quarterbacks. But again, Tom Brady is not most NFL quarterbacks. Coming off a year last year, led. Uh, excuse me, led the NFL in touchdowns with 36, ended up with 4,770 yards, 36 touchdowns to only seven interceptions. He was he was incredible. Tom Brady was an incredible quarterback last year. His best season, you could argue, since that 2010 MVP season where he went 36-4, and four interception, uh, the nine-interception ratio. And going to the season, you should probably expect something around so you know take out four weeks so he won't probably probably won't end up with 36 touchdowns he'll probably end up more with like 25 or 26 so with probably like you know five to nine interceptions usually it's where he sits around only he's you know has 150 career but 428 career touchdowns so it's going to be interesting to see the the stat line that Tom Brady's going to be able to put up against Cleveland though oh boy woo Ooh, the 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 numbers that Tom Brady is going to be able to put up against this Cleveland Browns defense. This Cleveland Browns defense is bad, just just straight bad. They have nothing on the defensive line except like kind of Danny Shelton. They have nothing at linebacker, and they have nothing at corner. Joe Hayden's just like not good anymore 
which is really sad because Joe Hayden used to be one of my favorite players in the NFL, one of my favorite cornerbacks. I love to watch Joe Hayden go to work. But, you know, this is a bad defense. This is a defense that the Patriots should be able to just roll over with Tom Brady. Don't be surprised if the Patriots get the ball first, just go straight down the field and score. Like, this this game should be a total blowout. There might not be. I think I saw some win expectancy probability thingamajiggy hulabob. And this was the highest win probability of any game, of any NFL regular season game ever. This Patriots team, 3-1 going against the 0-4 Browns, is like one of the most easy-to-predict games ever. This isn't a game that, you know, the, the Patriots are going to get upset in. This isn't a trap game. This, is, this isn't any of that shenanigans. This is Tom Brady returning to the NFL to wreak havoc on and force, eventually, Roger Goodell to hand him the Super Bowl trophy. So, any, any, all this talk of the Browns maybe all coming out and surprising the Patriots is just not, it's just not going to happen. Martellus Bennett said, said it last week, you know, it, you know, we lost the game. They were the better team out there. You know, we're still the New England Patriots. That's just what's going to happen. This team is better. It, it, it should just be a domination. So, you know, we'll go through some of the quotes we've seen um, this week from uh, from the Patriots uh, talking about Tom Brady. The, the Patriots have been very, very weird from a media perspective handling Tom Brady this week. Uh, no interviews Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. On Monday, I remember Matt Slater saying that like he just he hasn't seen Tom Brady around. He's not sure if he's actually there. And it was weird. I was like, this is very strange. And then finally, he got into. Um, uh, he finally showed up on at least on Wednesday. But um, Martellus Bennett said today uh, on Tom Brady said he says uh, he looks like Tom. He looks a little younger. He looks good, like he found the fountain of youth. And then he said, that's how it is. Once you get to a certain status, you always get younger as you get older. So, you know, Mar- Mar- uh, Martellus Bennett uh, turning, you know, us- being his usual silly self. But it will be very interesting to see how this offense changes. Because if, if, you know, if you're a fan of NFL.com and you see what they, uh, what they post, they posted their uh, Patriots, Brown, Patriots versus Browns preview on Around the NFL. And I forget who it was. I think it was Dan Hanzoos. I'm not really sure. He said, or they said, that Martellus Bennett so far has been the best tight end in the NFL. And, you know, I'm not 100% sure if I fully agree with that or not. I think that is, you know, it still remains to be seen. But I, I didn't realize how highly people held him in regards to, like, being one of the best tight ends in the NFL. I always thought he was pretty, you know, considered to be pretty underrated as it goes in the NFL media types. But for to hear him called the best tight end in the NFL so far through four weeks of the season, I did a little research because I was incredibly interested. Like, oh, is this actually true? And, like, I mean, yeah. Like, the the some of the things that he's been doing – on the uh, offensive side of the ball have been incredibly impressive. I mean, not even just his blocking, but, you know, I've never seen it. He weighs 275 pounds. That man moves like Deion Lewis. That guy is a hard dude to tackle. He's been on fire this year, uh, to be totally honest, ever since he's joined the Pats. He's perfectly taken up the Rob Gronkowski role of being a great blocker and being a great pass catcher. I can only imagine, imagine what the... um, what it's going to be 
excuse me, what it's going to be like when Gronkowski comes back. So I'm very interested. I think that right now, uh, Martellus Bennett and Pro Football Focus, again, as I always say about Pro Football Focus, not the, you know, be all end all for statistics, but it is a good tool to use to add to your equation. Uh, right now, Martellus Bennett is ranked second on their list behind only 0.4 points behind Jimmy Graham at for the number two or excuse me for the number one spot in the NFL. He is the highest ranked run blocking uh, tight end in the NFL, and I do also he was the second highest pass blocking. Or is he the highest pass blocking? Second highest pass blocking, but he is the highest run blocking. So clearly having an incredible season. Uh, even Rob Gronkowski in his very limited style is ranked 11th in the NFL for everything he's done. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when they're both on the field healthy at the same time. Held by Tom, helmed by Tom Brady with LeGarrette Blunt, James White in the backfield with wide receivers of Chris Hogan. Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, and Malcolm Mitch. How do you stop this offense? <laughs> I just, I just don't get it. With Tom Brady back and a healthy Rob, how who do you cover? Who do you cover? Like, what do you do as a defensive coordinator? You just like have to kind of concede that okay, we're probably just going to give up like twenty five points in this game, no matter what we do. Like, there's an over under of like twenty five points every single time. The Patriots go into a game. So, and I, I'm going to take the over on like 90% of those, uh, of, of those points. So very, very, you know, just a, just a cool, um, just a cool little look into where we see the tight ends ranked around the NFL. But uh, let's, let's get back into Tom Brady. So how does the offense change now that Tom Brady's back? So, it it you know, it it'd be easy to just come out and say oh it's going to be the same offense as last year but it's not this is going with Tom Brady this is going to be a very not excuse me not a different style offense you'll still have the same quick passing attack in the middle of the field kind of offense but where it will be different is motion plays and audibles and how they audible and play call in and out of the numbers so. You know, we saw a lot with Jimmy Garoppolo. We saw a lot of uh, safe passing routes with him. Not a lot of, like, tricky tricky routes that he had to fit into a tight window. He made some couple nice throws that um, he just had to make from time to time. But for the most part, Jimmy Garoppolo was, you know, they set up the offense to make it very simple for him. Very easy for him to attack the middle of the field. Tom Brady's going to be much different. They're going to be asking a lot of Tom Brady to uh, really move this offense up and down the field, use all of his assets to the prime because there's going to be someone open on every single play. There's not a question in my mind if uh, you know if Tom Brady's going to have to force balls over the middle. We might see Tom Brady have one of his lowest interception years simply due to the fact that he's not going to have to force a lot of balls anymore. There's going to be no one open. This team is going to be great against attacking man coverage. This team is going to be great against attacking any sort of combo coverage. This team is going to be great against zone as well. It's just going to be you know whether it's in in line blocking tight end running out for a route or an out side wide receiver cutting inside or you know just any sort of sluggo routes they try to run with their running backs or whatever they're going to do with Malcolm Mitchell like there's just so many options that this offense can go through when it comes to a play calling standpoint I mean you have to think as if you're Tom Brady 
with the year that LeGarrette Blunt is having, you know, this is also going to set up a huge year for them when it comes to play action passing. And one of their biggest weaknesses over the past couple of years is that they have been they really haven't been able to set up the run well to be able to set up that play action because Tom Brady's great at it. They have great receivers for play action. They just never get put in opportunities when they get to use it. But this year, I mean, with how well LeGarrette Blunt's been running, with how well the offensive line, I, I, I. I as well as I think the offensive line has been playing, I know that the uh, his, their their performance has been judged differently by many different people. I think that they've played well, considering the factors of them being, you know, just a very new offensive line. Solder's been very good this season, um, which has impressed me. I thought he looked like crap in the preseason, so very nice to see him doing well. Uh, Joe Tooney is playing as well as you could expect. David Andrews is playing pretty well. Gets uh, gets pushed off the line like I expected he would pretty hard since he's not a big dude. But that that's just kind of what you expect. But, um... They, excuse me, Andrew's been playing well. Shaq Mason has been one of the best run-blocking guards in the NFL, as he's going to be throughout his entire career. He's just a great run-blocker. And then Marcus Cannon, um, ah, I mean, it, it, it's tough to grade how good or bad Marcus Cannon's been doing, simply due to the fact that, like, you know, he's been good. He's given up a lot of a lot of stuff. You know, you'd expect him to not give up so many sacks or to give up any sacks at all. But you know, he's given up some QB hits. But he's been playing a very tough position. Uh, I think Marcus Cannon was kind of thrown into it. But I've still been very, I've still been decently impressed by what I've seen from him. So I think the offensive line's been better. But. You know, uh, where was I going with that? All right, with with uh, the play action passing, you know, with how well the offensive line's been playing, with how well the tight ends block, and with how well Garrett Blunt's been moving the ball up and down the field, we're going to see a lot of play action from this team, especially on Sunday when they take on the Cleveland Browns, a team that is very susceptible to almost every single type of offense, whether it's running the ball down their throats, running the ball outside, passing it inside and out, play action, trick plays, anything. You can do anything you want against this Cleveland Browns defense and come away with some sort of success. Now, the interesting part about this game, and we'll probably have a shorter episode this week, uh, no behind enemy lines segment, unfortunately, this week. I've been contacting Cleveland Browns reporters all week long to try to get them to come on, but I think that they're, that they, like the rest of the Cleveland Browns, are just way too afraid to touch this game. So, uh, just Jim McBride today, happy to have him on. He'll be on later to give us uh, his preview and notes for what he's gonna, what he thinks we're gonna see in the game, that'll be brought to you by FanDuel. We'll get into that a little bit later. But interesting, uh, how we're gonna see this Patriots defense match up against the Cleveland offense. This is a matchup that I don't think is getting enough fanfare because it's going to be a really exciting matchup. This, this game is gonna be a lot of fun because you know you have Tom Brady returning, but this Cleveland Browns offense is legit. I mean. Isaiah Crowell has been incredible this year. Finally adding, you know, finally putting, uh, everything together, becoming a good runner in between the tackles and breaking a lot of tackles as well. Um, you have a, a lot of great receivers, uh, over there. You know, Terrell Pryor has been an absolute monster this year. Julio Jones level monster, uh, so far for the Browns the past couple of weeks. Uh, what, you know, he almost signed with the Patriots. Uh, then they signed Keisha Martin and then that was the whole thing on Twitter. But, uh, it was good to see. It's really good to see Terrell Pryor, the super athlete that he is, really find a, a home 
in this in this game of football. But, you know, Gary Barnage is still a tight end you have to watch out for. Joe Thomas is still one of the best left tackles in football. Andrew Hawkins is one of the best slot receivers as well in the NFL. I just wish we could have seen the full, full-throttled, you know, Robert Griffin III, uh, Josh Gordon, um, Terrell Pryor, Andrew Hawkins, plus... Like all of their Corey Coleman, just everything. But they've been dealing with a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. But the person that we should really be looking at uh, for the Browns is their quarterback. So let's let's take a look at Cody Kessler. So Cody Kessler, the uh, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, one of the kind of one of the weirder draft picks this year. Uh, I'll never forget when Hugh Jackson drafted him during his post draft press conference he was like i know the cody kessler pick it's gonna raise a lot of eyebrows but just trust in me i got this and we'll see how it goes and you know i mean he hasn't been you know he hasn't blown the roof off of the nfl he hasn't been you know incredible but you know He's been okay. I mean, Pro Football Focus ranks him as the 19th best quarterback in the NFL. You know, he hasn't he hasn't blown the world into smithereens, but you know, he's he hasn't turned the ball over a lot. He's moving the ball down the field a little bit. He's getting the ball to people who matter. He's been running uh, this weird combo offense that they've been trying to uh, coordinate with Terrell Pryor, playing QB, wide receiver, running back, whatever they want to do with him, but. You know, he's he's managed the offense well. And I think it's good to see that they're taking it very slow with him on offense. I love Hugh Jackson. I think Hugh Jackson is one of the better offensive minds in football right now. So it's good to see them kind of mentoring Cody Kessler along very slowly. Because at USC, he really didn't get the training that he needed to. He was okay in week three. He was better uh, last week. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how Cody Kessler fares against this defense. We're All right, so the weird thing about this Pats defense that we didn't see, we stopped. We we saw them against Buffalo stop using that 5-2 weird zone defense that they were running that was confusing the heck out of quarterbacks. And I didn't like that. I thought they they should have stayed with that defensive formation because Tyrod Taylor is not great at reading defenses. And he would have had such a problem reading and comboing around some of these ridiculous um, ridiculous uh, combo coverage packages that the Patriots were running. I think he would have had a lot of problems. But this, uh, against the Browns, they're going to bring it back. There's no question in my mind. With Rob Ninkovich back and the way he can drop into coverage – with Chris, how well Chris Long has been playing this season, with how well Jabal Sheard's been playing this season, it's a shame that Vincent Valentine went down because he was having, he was playing really well too. But he's glad to see that he's not going to be out for too long. He'll probably be out this week and maybe next week, but he shouldn't be out for too long. But this this Patriots defense should evolve to a point against the Browns where we do see them shutting down the run very well. Um, Hopefully, Dante Hightower's knee is in better shape this week than it was last week. Plain and simple, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen Dante Hightower play. But at the end of the day, you can't really blame him because the guy's playing on a partially, partially, partially torn meniscus in his left, right knee? I forget which knee. One of the knees. But, you know, he's dealing with uh, knee problems. Jamie Collins was bad. He, just, he kept missing tackles. He was covering terribly we're just gonna call the game against buffalo a wash that was such a wash of a game the whole team played like crap they lost 16 to nothing just like yeah just just call it what it is it was the bad game that the patriots were gonna play without tom brady and move on so week five against the cleveland browns i'll make a little um 
A little prediction now before we bring on Jim McBride. I think the Patriots are going to win this game 38-24. to I think the Browns will be able to put 24 points on the board. This is going to be an absolute shootout. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think the Browns are going to score a lot of points just because that's just kind of what they do. So 38-24 to is... Um, Excuse me, is my prediction for the week. And with that being said, one week fantasy football for cash, FanDuel, you know the drill. You've heard us talk about FanDuel over here at CLNS Radio for a while now, but you still haven't tried it. Is it because you think you won't win or because winning cash, playing one week fantasy football seems too good to be true? Or maybe you think you're no match for the guys who've been playing longer. Let me put your mind at ease. You'll always get a fair and level playing field. Beginner contest for rookies only. Experienced player badges. Know who you're up against so you're not just getting slaughtered in some of these matchups. More single-entry contests, your single best lineup versus theirs. They have custom features to make it even more fun, exciting, and accessible. There's a mode, fr- uh, friends mode where you can challenge your buddies in a private league. There's choices for every single budget. Sure, there are big-ticket contests, but there are also contests starting at just $1. You know, I've started to use FanDuel more and more ever since we started using it CLNS Radio, including in our listener league, and I've had a great time using it. Um, still not very good at it. Still trying to get the whole rhythm to it. I've never been here. Huge at uh, just very good at DFS, but I know people who are really good at it and have a lot of fun doing it. Even though I'm not very good, I have enjoyed uh, playing it. Try FanDuel now and get up to $50 in free entries. New users who deposit will get five free entries to NFL 50-50 Beginner Contest valued at up to $50. You'll get one free entry a week for five weeks. Value of free entries varies based on deposited amount. Go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, and use my promo code PATRIOTS. That's FanDuel.com. Promo code Patriots, void where prohibited. Also, go find our listener league. Go to clnsradio.com slash Patriots. And right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to welcome in Jim McBride of bostonglobe.com. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter polls for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It's time for our featured guest segment here on CLNS Radio. Joining us now is Jim McBride of the Boston Globe. Jim, you know, you've been in practice all week. It has been chaos this week with everything that's going on with the media and Tom Brady. What have you seen from him so far in his first week back at practice? Well, we got to uh, spend about 15 minutes at practice yesterday. And, uh, you know, normal uh, early in practice, he just did some stretching and then he did some throwing to staffers. Uh, looked, you know, looked like he didn't need to knock any rust off. He was throwing short passes, intermediate passes, and then he uh, finished up with a couple of long tosses. So, uh, you know, looked pretty good. We were back out of practice today, but we were only allowed to stay for stretching. So, 
can't really comment too much on what on what he did today, but it was a full padded practice today, so I'm sure they're ramping up the uh, the intensity today. You know, there have been reports of him, you know, working out in Brookline. You know, Barstool Sports released a video of him uh, throwing a football around. Did you know? Did he look good? Did he look uh, like Tom Brady normally does in practice? Yeah, you know, you certainly wouldn't have looked at his practice. Uh, the like, like I said, the limited window we got yesterday, you wouldn't have looked at that and said, "Geez, he looks horrible." He looked just like he 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 did in all his camp practices and all the practices through the exhibition season. So, you know, sixteen years under his belt. I wouldn't have expected anything uh, anything less than that. So going to the, this game uh, against Cleveland this weekend, coming off the, the loss against the Bills, this is going to be a whole new Patriots team. Rob Ninkovich returns, uh, hopefully to right end. Tom Brady returns the quarterback position. Hopefully this is the week Gronk gets unleashed. How do you think the team is going to be different from the one we saw against the Bills uh, on the playing field? Well, I think the playbook will be a little more wide open than than you've seen all year. You know, uh, Brady Brady knows this this playbook, uh, this offense like the back of his hand, and he's got you know three really experienced receivers that he that he's been with for a while: Edelman, Amendola, and Gronkowski. Uh, so you'll see a lot more. Uh, I think you'll see a lot more routes run by Gronkowski. He seems to be getting better and better every week, and I think you know. He was limited for two reasons: one, because of the hamstring, and two, because I don't think they trusted Brissett to to have that timing down with him the last game and a half. So they just kind of, you know, he ran a few routes um, against the Bills. Didn't re- really ran only one against the Texans. But I think you'll see that uh, open up considerably this weekend. How do you think if Gronk is fully healthy with Brady coming back? Wh- what do you think? How, how does the defense stop this offense with Edelman, Hogan, Bennett, Gronk, Brady's back? Blunts looked great. How is it? If you're a defensive coordinator, what what do you do? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, if, if Gronk and Bennett are, are both up at uh, full strength, then that gives you strength not only in the passing game, but they're both exceptional blockers. Probably one and one a. Uh, blocking tight ends in this league to go along with their exceptional pass catching. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of weapons to mute. And if you're, if you're able to dedicate two guys to, say, Gronk, that leaves Bennett open. If you want to double-team Bennett, then, then you're going to have to take, pick your poison with Gronk. And, of course, those other guys, uh, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, they're experts at getting open quickly. So Bray doesn't have to, Bray doesn't have to sit in that pocket all day long he can get the ball out quick, and that you know that's to their advantage. You know, the only two guys that he really doesn't have a rapport with, um, you know, a heavy rapport with, are Chris Hogan and Malcolm Mitchell. But you know, if they're open, Tom will find a way to hit them. So you know, going into this game against Cleveland, you know, this is a this is a Cleveland Browns team. You know, zero and four, but at the same time, they've been pretty exciting to watch. I mean, their offense is fun. Terrell Pryor is fun. Isaiah Kroll's been running the ball well, but their defense is awful just arguably the worst defense in the NFL right now. How do you think Tom Brady is going to perform? Is this just kind of the perfect situation for him to come back to football? You know, it really is. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a young defense. They've, they've looked lost at times. But you make a great point about their offense. They've got some really good skilled players on offense. You know, this isn't your normal dumpster fire 0-4 team. They've got some guys that can make some plays. Uh, Isaiah Crowell, like you said, Terrell Pryor. Uh, they got big Joe Thomas at left tackle. He's, he's probably, you know, the gold standard in this league at left tackle. So offense, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be okay. Defense, they're a mess right now, but they're young. And I think that Tom is going to take advantage of that. And Josh McDaniels is going to, you know, 
his game plan is going to be tailored to, to take advantage of those weaknesses. So Tom Brady coming back this weekend, great for the offense. But the other big uh, one that's coming back obviously would have gotten much bigger fanfare if it wasn't for Brady returning. Rob Ninkovich returns to this defense, easily one of the best leaders uh, in the locker room and on the field that the Patriots have had over the past decade or so. Um, what does Rob Ninkovich bring to this defense, and how do you think they're going to adjust while, while having him back? Well, he brings you know leadership, versatility, and toughness. And I think that against the Bills, you saw that the Patriots had a hard time setting the edge in the running game. And, you know, Nick is a guy that can do that. You know, no, no slight to uh, the, the guys that were out there, Jabal Sheard and Chris Long, because they performed well. But, you know, Nick is, is a very athletic guy. Very, I shouldn't say athletic. He's a very tough guy and very smart guy. He knows, he knows how to set that edge. And, and that's, that's going to go a long way in, uh, you know, preventing Isaiah Crowell and, um, from, from bouncing out, really, and getting to the edge, which what, LaShawn McCoy did with some success, uh, you know, last Sunday. You know, one of the big reasons that LaShawn McCoy had so much success was the fact that, you know, Donta Hightower just did not look like the player we all know and have seen in the past. That, that torn meniscus or whatever he has, that injury to his knee, was really hampering him. Do you think they'll give him the week off, or are they going to push him to play again against Kroll in that good running game? You know, I think you'll see him back in there. You know, he's, he's, he's back at practice all week. And, uh, you know, we saw him in the locker room more this week than we've seen him uh, the last couple of weeks, which is an indication that, that he's getting better and better. And I think, you know, uh, I don't think Jamie Collins had a Jamie Collins type of game against the Bills either, and that was a fact. We had a, a couple of big plays, but, you know, certainly not. He didn't look like the same guy that played against the Texans. That was just a complete beast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he looked like a uh, defensive player of the year candidate against the Texans, and then he just couldn't even tackle anyone against the Bills. It was weird. But uh, one of the one of the kind of lower-tier headlines that no one's really talking about has been how well that uh, Vincent Valentine's been playing this year. You know, really taking the spot uh, as the backup behind Allen Branch in the run game. Been playing very well in his rookie season, but he has that knee injury. We're not really sure how long he's going to be out. Have you heard or seen anything regarding uh, his progress? Well, it's actually a back injury that he has, uh, not a knee. But he uh, he wasn't in practice again today. He hasn't practiced this week, and uh, I haven't seen him in the locker room. Did see him in the locker room after the game. He was moving pretty gingerly. Uh, so you know, there's been there's been no update um, on his on his, um, his his status. But I can imagine if he's not practicing today, I I, I would say he's going to be doubtful to be back in action. But I do agree with you that he's he slid into that spot. And he's really done a great job backing up, uh, backing up Allen Branch and, and, and Malcolm Brown to an extent. Um, he's really he plays with power, uh, and he plays with you know a, a really a, a high energy level. And he's, he's he's brought a lot to that defense, a lot of youth to that defense. So you know he's going to be missed certainly, but you know we'll be uh, anxious to see you know just how long he's going to be out with this back injury. Those are tricky. So with with all the fanfare going into this game, 0-4 Cleveland Browns versus the 3-1 New England Patriots, Tom Brady returns, Rob Ninkovich returns. I got to know, how do you think Tom Brady is going to perform in this game from a statistical standpoint? Is he just going to come out here and throw up like seven TDs like he did against the Titans in that snow game? Or is he going to perform kind of weirdly like he has in the past against the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a tough call. Um, I don't think he's going to put up monster numbers. I think he's going to do, you know, what he needs to, to win this game. And that, that's probably going to be like 
probably a two or three touchdown performance. He's going to spread the ball out as much as he can. You know, like I said, he's still trying to build a rapport with a couple of those younger guys, newer guys. But, um, you know, I think one of the things he really has to guard against is coming out too juiced up, you know. And, and you know, sometimes when that happens with Tom, his balls tend to sail a little. Uh, you know, he doesn't place it the way he, he normally does. So I think if he can control his emotions as tough as that is for him, uh, the better off they're going to be. So what's your score prediction for this game? I guess 38-24 to 24 in some crazy shootout where the Browns just score points in the fourth quarter. How do you think this game ends up for the Pats? I'm going to go 21-10. to 10. Low scoring. Yeah, low scoring game. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Jim. Everyone, go follow him at Globe, Jim McBride uh, on Twitter. Great Patriots writer, one of my favorite guys. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Harris. Have a good one. It's now time for the Patriots Beat Pick of the Week segment brought to you by MyBookie. The NFL brings great opportunities to make some serious cash while watching football. So do yourself a favor before placing that wager. Head on over to MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is focused around providing a unique, personalized, and stress-free gaming experience for each and every one of our clients, no matter if you play on sports, casino games, or horse racing. MyBookie also offers its players incentives in the form of the best daily bonuses and special promotions. So what are you waiting for? Open and fund your account today with MyBookie and start winning with the best. Check out the MyBookie.ag mobile platform and start enjoying the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet. And as a loyal listener to the CLNS Radio Patriots Beat Podcast, use the promo code PATS, P-A-T-S, to get a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Yes, promo code PATS. Whatever you deposit, my bookie will match. Thanks, Larry. So my pick of the week this week, I don't really think there's another option around the NFL right now. The New England Patriots are favored against the Cleveland Browns by 10.5 points. By far the biggest line this week, and also by far my pick for this week. You have to take the Patriots in this game. They're going to win this game, and they're going to win by more than 10.5 points. It's an easy easy bet for you guys. Go put some money down on it. Another good bet for you guys. Go check out Cincinnati versus Dallas. Uh, depending on how healthy Des Bryant is, we'll see how that line switches. Right now, it's a one-point favor for the Bengals in Dallas. I don't really like that. I'm not too high on the Bengals, so we'll see how that game goes. So put a little money down the Pats and put a little money down on the Bron- on the uh, Dallas Cowboys for your boy. But anyway, go listen to the Patriots uh, post-game show after every Patriots game on Sundays. I'll be on to, see, uh, to go through the difference all offensive and defensive looks that we see from the Pats as well as give uh, my overall reviews for the game. Call in at 929-477-2386. Listen live on clnsradio.com or go find them on Blog Talk Radio. But that's going to do it for today's Pages B podcast. A little bit shorter so you guys can keep enjoying Tom Brady's return week. If you want to help support the show, please give us a subscription rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Today's show is presented to you by, again, FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com slash Patriots to join our FanDuel League and my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag slash Pats and my bookie will match 
your first deposit. Our music was provided today by Hyde 209 and Joshua Morse. We want to thank our guests again. Jim McBride from the Boston Globe gave us some great information. For Patriots content manager Michael Longi, CLNS Radio, EP Larry H. Russell, and the founder of the network Nick Jell. So thank you to everyone who turned in this week. This is Harris Streamstein, and this is the Patriot Beat Podcast powered by CLNS Radio. We'll see you guys next week, and hopefully the Patriots will get back on the winning column.